McFarlane, everybody. McFarlane Energy, thanks so much for powering the Brad Foe Show. And today's Brad Foe Show is going to be a quick one. We are wrapping things up in Cooperstown. Hall of Fame weekend. Great weekend. A lot of going on. I don't know if you knew this. David Ortiz was inducted into the Hall of Fame finally. Big news. And we had all the action here. Brad Foe Show. Coop. Oh, man, we'll have more on that. More on the awesome Airbnb, Brad Show Airbnb that Coop put us up in. That was great, great experience, as was just the entire deal. I mean, we had a party, uh, Ortiz with Lowell, Pedroia, Euclid, um, Eck, Rice, A-Rod, Bizarrely showed up, all of that. And that was a great scene and leading up, obviously, to the... Big induction ceremony. David Ortiz, everyone was wondering about his speech. What was he going to say? What tone was he going to take? Well, we found out. It was a really, really good speech. And by the way, we shouldn't forget, we shouldn't forget a great national anthem by David Ortiz's daughter, which I personally was, I thought was one of the highlights. You just don't get a chance to see that. So unique and so unique also in the sense that you had these, the nation, the, the Dominican Republic descend on Cooperstown, along with obviously all the Red Sox fans. And really like, with all due respect to all the other honorees, it was really focused on this one guy who went last. And so you had the 35,000 people converge from, from the Dominican, from Boston, from New England, from all over. And I just thought it was so unique in that respect. And so, you know, we'll, we'll get to all to it in the podcast coming up to the week. Recap when we can grab Coop and Courtney's coming back. And so we'll get to all of that. But before I hit the road, before I hit the road leaving Cooperstown, I did want to give you what happened uh and you know listen i mean this is what we we talk about it but i want to give you exactly what happened and since we're in cooperstown i want to give you the basically the the opportunity to to have david ortiz's voice i want to give you the opportunity to have uh david ortiz's reaction all of that so here you go first we're going to do david ortiz's we're going to do david ortiz's speech then we're going to do David Key's reaction after the speech. That's all. So subscribe, listen, do all of it, uh, rate, not leave a nice review because that's what we did. We came to Cooperstown for you. We came to Cooperstown to give you all this information. So that's what we're going to do. First, David Ortiz's speech. After that, little media availability for David Ortiz. We'll give you that as well. So we'll talk to you throughout this course of the week. Thanks for listening to Brad Foe Show. Here's David Ortiz, Hall of Famer to please read the inscription on David's plaque. David Americo Ortiz, Big Poppy, Minnesota AL, 1997 through 2002, Boston AL, 2003 through 16. Powerhouse left-handed slugger who was at his best in the clutch, with legendary postseason performances that took the Red Sox from championship drought to three World Series titles in 10-year stretch. Eight times named top designated hitter while earning 10 All-Star selections. Drove in 100 or more runs in 10 seasons, leading American League three times. His 541 home runs, 632 doubles, 
and 1,768 RBI are all-time highs among designated hitters. Extra innings walk-off hits in games four and five of 2004 ALCS netted series MVP honors, set AL record for batting average 688 en route to 2013 World Series MVP. When you're this popular, there are so many people that love David, that know David personally, that are waiting to hear their name in this speech. Am I right? Well, oh, everybody uh, here feels like he's their best friend. <laughs> it's got that effect. It's the roar is just echoed across the hillside here. What I mean, a moment. We've been coming here for years, right? And the crowd is so big and full of David Ortiz fans. No disrespect to the other guys. But listen to what's going on behind us. He hasn't even started talking yet. No, and you're already, you have your phone out recording like all the fans, Harold. Uh, you got to grab the moment, Greg. <laughs> it is amazing. This. <laughs> well, this is the grand finale of the 2022 Hall of Fame induction ceremony. We are live in Cooperstown, New York, and David Ortiz is about to address this massive crowd. <laughs> wow! Before everything, I want to thank God for giving me the opportunity to be here today and for giving me the joy of being able to travel this path. This path that had allowed me to be here today and hopefully inspire everyone to believe in yourself. Thank you, dear God, for giving me the opportunity and the strength all this year to stay strong and keep my feet on the ground through ups and downs and all the sacrifices that I had to overcome to be able to be here with you today. Just like you guys know, I'm real. And I'm going to talk to you guys in English and Spanish. This is a such an incredible day, an incredible honor, and I'm so humbled to be on this stage right now. The last six months, I received a special phone call to be elected to the Hall of Fame. I've been thinking about how I got here to this stage, Cooper Sound, today. I've been thinking about my life, my career, and most of all, the people that believe in me. I've also been thinking about the lesson I've been thinking from their support and the power that we all have to make and the possibly different in this world. I want to thank the baseball writer for making me the first designated hitter in the history of Cooperstown to be selected in the first ballot. You guys got it going on. Thanks, guys. To Major League Baseball, for all the support you have given me throughout my professional career, I really appreciate it, MLB. Love you. This game is so important here in America and around the world. Thank you for all the support you have given baseball as a sport. So that is continue to be part of our culture and part of the heart of all the fans worldwide. 
Cooperstown. I would also like to thank the village of Cooperstown for opening your door to us, especially to the Hall of Fame. Jane, Josh, Shada, I mean Chester, sorry, and Whitney. Thank you very much for the for being able to have us here and treat my family and everyone else the right way. Thank you. Thank you very much. I would also like to thank all the members the Hall of Fame present today. My respect always to all of you. Thank you for being here. It's an amazing honor to be part of this elite group that you already are. My family, mi primos y hermanos, Albani Ortiz, Yacili, Eloy, Bambán, Robert, Manolo, eh, ¿quién más me falta? Eh, todos los tigres que son míos que andan por ahí. U ustedes saben que sin ustedes esto nunca hubiese pasado. Mi compadre Luis, ¿qué fue? No te voy a dejar fuera del paquete. <risa> Sabes que lo quiero mucho. Mis hijos de Ángelo, Alex, Jesse, David. You guys know that without you guys, this would never happen. You guys were the engine that started this model every day for me to get it going and keep on going. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for being there for me always. Just like your mother, Tiffany Ortiz, wherever she at us right now. Thank you very much, Tiffany, for supporting me during my career. You are amazing. Thank you very much. Mi gente en la República Dominicana. La República Dominicana, mi tierra, wow. La tierra que me vio nacer. Muchas gracias. Gracias por su gente que me ha acogido siempre como uno de sus hijos favoritos y me ha brindado su apoyo paso tras paso a través de mi carrera. Gracias por su música que me ha llenado de vida, alegría, sabor todos los días. A los tigres del Clojao que estaban conmigo ahí desde cero. Gracias por, por esa, bueno, por aguantar mi tanda que yo le daba diaria a cada rato, por su comida, su buena vibra, por su alegría y por su espíritu de guerra, que ha sido el mismo mío. Gracias siempre por ser Quiqueya la Bella. Nada comparado a eso. Presidente Luis Abinadel, gracias por mandar la comitiva que está aquí apoyándonos hoy. Yo sé que usted es una persona muy ocupada y de mucho trabajo y que está tratando de mejorar lo que se llama nuestro país. Sé que no está aquí presente, pero gracias por mandarle el grupo y su espíritu, sé que está con nosotros aquí también. I want to thank the United States of America from the bottom of my heart as an American citizen who welcomed me with open arms since I was practically a child and gave me the opportunity to develop and fulfill all my dreams and then some more. Thank you very much, U.S. And to all of my American friends, consider this as an open invitation to visit my island, the Dominican Republic. It's in a special place where we have a lot of good and happy people, beautiful beaches where you guys can go when you guys are freezing here. So show up in the Dominican. Before I was Big Papi, before the Red Sox, before the Twins, I was just a kid playing ball in the Dominican Republic. 
To all my coaches from winter ball, minor league, and the big league, I could not have done it without you. Was a guy named Ramon de los Santos, Pintacora La Uva, and Fernando Arguelle, who scouted me and signed me to the Mariners, to the Seattle Mariners when I was only 16 years old. They saw something in me and they fought for it. Once I was in the United States, another guy, another gentleman named Jim Scotland, the Mariner, the Mariner minor league coordinator, make a huge impact on me. Also, Jim Beatty, who is also here somewhere, that's another guy who make a major impact on me as a player development, development director. And then there was a guy named Mike Goff, who was my manager, who taught me and in in, in our entire team so much. He always used to tell us, you have to go hard, can't take things for granted. He was hard on me, but I know it was coming from a good place. On the last day of the season, he told me, the reason why I was so hard on you is because out of all the players here, I think you are the one that can have an amazing career in the big league. Go and get it, big boy. Thank you, Mike. When I was traded to, when I was traded to the Twins, there was two guys in the minor league system that helped to build my confidence. John Russell, my manager in the first state league, and Al Newman, who was my manager in double A, the same year that John Russell was my manager in the first state league. These two guys built up my confidence so much that I ended up in the big league that year. I learned so many big things from them. These two guys were father figure and made me believe that they, and, and, and they work with me every day. Because they believe in me, I wanted to show them that I could do it too. I also had to thank the Minnesota Twins for bringing me into the big league. Even that didn't work out the way everybody expect. I learned from my time there that once I get my shot in any other place, I was going to work hard to never let it go into the last day I played. To all of this year new Hall of Famer, I want to congratulate you. It's an honor to be in this stage with you. Mr. Tony Oliva, Mr. Jim Cobb. Those guys all were around when I was with the Twins giving us good advice. Congratulations to the two of you. And there is another Twins, and there is another Twins Hall of Famer that I got to know really well, and I'm missing so much, Mr. Kirby Pocket. He taught me so much about the game, and I, I mean, he gave me so many advice, and he was so wonderful to me that when I went to Boston. I start wearing his number, number, 20, number 34. God bless you, Kirby, whatever God have you. Then the Red Sox. From Mr. John Henry to Linda Henry to Tom Warner to Larry Lucchino, Phil Morse, who was there when I came to Boston, and of course, my main man, Sam Kennedy. I can thank you guys enough for building me up and supporting me throughout the years. I also want to thank my man, Jack McCormick, who was the traveling secretary at the time while I played. 
and my little sis, Pan Kim. That organization made me the man that I am today. They educate me about the game, but they also educate me about my life. Community service, connecting with people, the Jimmy Fund, the Children Fund. That's why I started the David Ortiz Children Fund that have provided life-saving heart surgery for children in the Dominican Republic and New England. I want to thank everyone that worked so hard in my foundation to make this happen. All the stuff that as a player you get connected with, now that I'm not a player, I know what that means. The impact that we have, I know what that feels like now, to have someone supporting you at the hospital. There are a few people who make it possible for me to become a Red Sox. I got to thank my man Dave Jowes who watched me playing winter ball while he was the manager for the Lycee in the Dominican Republic. And the minute the Red Sox call him, he shows up showing me some love right away. Thanks, Dave. I also want to thank this guy right here, who you also know, number 45, mi compadre Pedro. Tengo que darle las gracias porque él ha sido para mí un hermano, un consejero, un abogado, hasta plomero ha sido mi compadre para mí. <ríe> mi compadre, lo amo con locura y yo me puedo pasar el día entero hablando de usted. I can talk about Pedro all day long. I'm let go now. And my agent Fernando, who has been with me since I was 17. Fernando, man. I can tell you no more, man. I can ask for no more. Combined with my man, Diego, who also was my agent at the time. You guys have been incredible. I love you guys. When I first came to Boston, I have a manager named Grady Little, who was the manager at the time. And my very first bat against the twin during spring training, I tried to move a runner over. And I thought when I got back to the dog, everybody was gonna high five me. Everybody stay sick. And the manager put me to the side and told me, hey, big boy, I don't want you to bring them. I don't, want you to, I don't want you to be here to move them over. I want you to be here to bring them in. The rest is history. And then I was lucky enough to play for two guys named Terry Francona, who have at the time a guy named John Farrell as a pitching coach who took over as a manager. These guys, they did nothing but build my confidence, even that through tough time. I love you guys, and I don't know, I always gonna have you guys in my heart. Tito, whatever you are, man, you know Papi got you. John as well. To all my former, to all my former teammates here today showing love, I gotta start with the twins, man. Hell of Famer Paul Molitor, who taught me well when I was with the Twins. La Troy Hawkins, Eddie Wardado, Cody Koski, Jack Jones, Tori Horner, Matt Lawton, Brad Rocky, all those guys, man, got my back when I played for the Twins. I love you guys, man, for the, from the bottom of my heart. And I also got teammates right here, Los Chicos Locos, Johnny Damon, Mikey Lowe, Dustin Pedroia, Track Nissen, Jason Barite, Tim Wayfield, Kevin Euclid, and of course, number 45, 
I want you guys to know that even with the God-given talent that I have, I don't think I would have made it without the support and love coming from all of you. All I was trying to do, it was bringing team together. That started with honesty and openness. My smaller teammate, where he at, Pedroia? Pee-wee, Pee-wee grabbed me by the neck one time. And he told me, if you keep on pulling the ball, I'm gonna whoop you. And guess what? Big Papi got caught up on fire. My teammates always were there for me, and that's something that I always gonna appreciate. And in life, remember, our teammates are our second family. Love you guys, man, forever. Oh, I for, I, wait, 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 wait. I can forget about Jason Veritek. That man is serious. I love you, Cap. It's been almost 20 years since my first day in Boston. We have some incredible memories. When I think about Boston, I definitely think about 2004, 2007, and of course, 2013. After the city was shaken by a marathon bombing, I had never seen a community bounce back and reunite like Boston. When I think about Boston, I also think about the last game I played. Standing on that field at Fenway Park, it feels like the whole city of New England and each one and every one of you was surrounding me and was showing me all your love. I will always be Boston and I will always be there for you, Boston. I love you, Boston. Mi mamá y mi papá fueron dos gente que a nosotros nos criaron con mucho esfuerzo. Mi mamá era una mujer joseadora, trabajadora, una mujer incansable que siempre quería darle a los hijos suyos lo mejor. Igual que papi. Papi siempre, sin poder, se fajaba con nosotros, conmigo y mis hermanas, a meter mano como sea. Tipo, a lo primero, el primer juguete que me regaló, me acuerdo que fue un bate y una pelota y, la, y, el, y digo un guante y un bate y el guante era para uno que juegue si todo ya tú sabes la vuelta <ríe> no había guante zurdo por esos tiempos se sacrificó mucho para darnos lo mejor y lo más importante siempre trató de enfocarnos en lo que se llama la educación papi y mami salían y hacían lo imposible para que yo y mi hermana tuviéramos una vida mejor que ellos. Y eso se lo agradeceré siempre en el alma. Cada vez que daba un honrón, miraba hacia el cielo, solamente dedicándole todo a mi mamá. Porque mami lo era todo para mí. Te amo, papi. Tú lo sabes. Te amo, mami, donde quiera que Dios te tenga. I always try to live my life in a way that supports others that make a positive influence in the world. And if my story can remind you of anything, let it remind you that when you believe in someone, you can change their world. You can change their future. Just like so many people who believe in me. 
to everyone that believe in me, from my family, to coaches, to teammates, to fans, no, I could not have done this without you. My Hall of Fame plaque represents each, each, each one of you. And I'm going to thank you guys for the rest of my life. Thank you very much and God bless you all. You seem to be having a lot of fun on the stage up there. You enjoy yourself. Was it fun? <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I have a lot of... I was surrounded by uh, all those uh, legends. Uh, it's a great feeling, to be honest with you. It's a great feeling. You ask you to raise your hand. We're calling you. Please confine your questions to questions about the speech or the induction. We'll go down here, Ian Brown. Welcome right here in the corner. David, congratulations. Uh, you seem very relaxed up there. Uh, you know, how did you feel? How did that compare to kind of standing in the batter's box for like a big at bat? You know, what, what was it like being out there? Too? Believe me, it wasn't like that the past couple of days. <laughs> My agent and everybody, I mean, asking me about the speech, this and that. Like I never talked before and I was like, what is the, I, I'm going to have to say or talk about, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Everybody is, are you ready for the speech? Are you ready for the speech? And like, people, all I gotta talk about is what I know. Relax, you know? But uh, it was fine, it was fine. It, just, uh, uh, it was good that I was left for last. That kind of relaxed me a little. And I just went at it. Lock it in there in the black. Hi, David. Uh, congratulations. Uh, pretty simple. Thank you. Pretty simple question for me. How does it feel now, finally, to be an official member of baseball's Hall of Fame? Man, I haven't like uh, processed it yet. You know, gonna take me a minute. But at some point, you know, I always get to watch some of the Hall of Fame induction on TV, more likely. Uh, when Pedro was inducted, I was still playing, so um, it was like my first time. Uh, around here and then doing induction and uh, <laughs> I'm so used to watch it on TV that I couldn't believe that I was sitting out there with all the superstars or with the greatest, you know what I'm saying? So, not tell me a minute, not tell me a minute. David, congratulations. Thank you, Pete. How many times did you practice that and your voice had a lot of emotion? Was that an emotional thing for you to do? I thought it was going to be worse, to be honest with you. I basically you got a little emotional when I start talking about my mom and my pop who was up there, you know. And I guess I repeated so many times that the emotion got under control, you know what I'm saying? But I always get emotional when I talk about my mom and dad, you know. I had a great connection. Even my mom passed away 20 years ago. I always had a great spirit and connection with her and, 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 and my dad as well. David, congratulations. Great speech. Um, you talk about your mother up there. Um, you see your daughter singing the national anthem. Um, I'm wondering how you kept your emotions from checking. And if you, at any point, reflected on your own journey these last last two three years, the physical recovery to even be standing there and be able to enjoy this yourself. Well, I think I uh, going through this speech and putting it together. I think I cry a lot. <laughs> to be honest with you, even this morning I was crying every time I touch bases about my mom. So I guess you just get to the point where repeating things over and over and over, I mean, it kind of cured a little, you know what I'm saying? And, and about my daughter, you know, I've been watching her since she was like three years old, you know, running around the house singing, in the car singing, everywhere we go singing, you know? So I've been watching her, you know, 
for a minute singing the national anthem, of course. It's very emotional, but I got that under control, you know, better. Last question. Well, great, man, great. I mean, like I always say, thanks to God for, you know, always being there for us and giving us the opportunity. I mean, you know, you guys know what, remember what happened to me a couple of years ago. Thanks God, I'm good to go. I'm, I don't have any injuries, you know, I'm back to normal, so always appreciating life and thanking God for everything. Last one, Bach, back there, Evan, straight back, in the blue. Uh, Steve Buckley, if you like, congratulations, David. Thank you, Steve. The writing process, one more question about that. Uh, did you maybe sit down when you began to put this together and think, okay, I'm going to have some fun here, but as the words flowed, did you realize it was going to be something different because uh, as others have said, it was really quite emotional and reflective, and you haven't been like that a lot lately with the TV appearances and so forth, so this was a departure from what you've been recently. So how did that evolve as you started to write the speech? Well, I think, I have so many people asking me about this speech, and to be honest with you, at some point I, I was a little confused, like, wait a minute, I come like, I'm gonna talk about my story, you know? I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna thanks people that have been involved in my career, my family, couple of friends, you know, like, I'm not, I don't have to make this up, you know what I'm saying? It's already there, so. But as I continue hearing people asking me about it, I was like, okay, let me start paying a little bit of attention to this, because it's something serious. Because you know I me, mean? I'm, I'm always outspoken out there, and I'm always saying what I feel like saying, I'm always joking around, I'm always, you know, being me. But you had the whole planet, the whole nation watching you, and you want to deliver a message, especially the way life is going nowadays. You want to deliver a positive message to the world so people understand that we need to stay together, we need to be more humble, we need to be uh, sharing more love because that's what we need. I mean, a lot of bad things are happening nowadays. We need to step up in the game and, and make things differently. Much love and respect, always. You know, I, 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 I say out there in the podium that Boston is my second home. I love Boston with my heart, and I always gotta be Boston, you know. And uh, the good thing is that I, uh, I'm always around the city doing things. I still work for the Red Sox, and uh, I always continue being familiar with what's going on.